0: this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Frequent listeners know that this program is dedicated to environmental sustainability, social justice, environmental justice, creative expression. And I have a guest here today who is involved with many projects that contribute to most of those focuses. Lynn DiMaria is a local sewist, S-E-W-I-S-T, that's the newest version because sewer, S-E-W-E-R, look too familiar with other connotations. So Lynn is very active in teaching people the value and the techniques of sewing with both an economic bent and an environmental bent and a creative expression bent. We have it all. So Lynn, welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Perhaps you can give us a little background on why you want to share your love of sewing with people. Well, you know,
1: I I don't know. I don't always understand where my love of sewing came from. I think I have been sewing since I was actually five years old. So that's many years ago. And I'm very accomplished in my work. And I feel that today that craft, that creativity is lacking and people don't know how that can enrich their lives. So I would love to pass my knowledge on to other people.
0: And for some people, when we say sewing, they think of giant intricate quilts or suits and difficult things and yet there are many things that people can do once they learn the basics of sewing that are less involved but satisfying can you give us some examples of how what people might do to start off in sewing well
1: one of the um projects that would be very easy for say a, a beginning sewer or sewist to attempt And I like to do this with a lot of my fabric scraps is to create reusable bags that we can take even to the supermarket, um, you know, so that we cut down on the, you know, ability for us to use plastic. So those are simple projects that people can do um, and kind of sets them apart from other people because
0: the bag might be attractive and people might comment and yes. i've seen bags like that made out of the legs of old pants do you have oh, other ways right exactly you can really your your
1: ability to create is is limitless you can you know use a lot of different things to create anything these days um with a focus on you know reusability uh you know people make things out of old quilts that are damaged so there's a lot of ability to learn how to recycle and reduce things being put into landfills
0: there are so many directions i want to take with this but while we're talking about uh reducing things, going to landfills. I know you're going to be doing something on Earth Day, a a repair cafe on Earth Day? repair cafe.
1: I started doing these last year. I was intrigued by the concept of it. I saw the the value in, you know, having these repair cafes. So it's usually a period of three to four hours where people come in, all the fixers are volunteers. We do sometimes take donations, particularly if we bring our own supplies uh, to be incorporated into things. But I've seen, you know, lamps are a really popular thing for people to fix at repair cafes vacuum cleaners, sewing machines, which are a little bit harder to fix at repair cafes, but, uh, you know, mending your jeans or your kids' pajama bottoms. I've had lots of different things, you know, the ability to keep something in use for just a little bit longer, and that keeps things out of the landfill. And that has been my major goal in my life for probably the past 50 years.
0: Yes, And one of the things you mentioned that I hadn't thought about was that repairing things also allows people to keep their cherished items and keep using their cherished items.
1: Absolutely. You know, there are things that may not hold a lot of monetary value, but they hold sentimental value. And, you know, frankly, there are things that people cannot afford to always replace in this world either. So it's a great thing uh, for the community. And part of the whole Repair Cafe movement is teaching people how to fix their own items.
0: I have a friend who was astonished when she heard that I sew things. She said, I didn't know I even knew somebody who owned a sewing machine. And it was just absolutely foreign to her, I think she was thinking of Little House on the Prairie or something when I said that I had a sewing machine. So it it it, but it's very satisfying to craft something on my own. And some simple sewing projects you can do without owning a sewing machine. There are places like a uh, Historic Albany Foundation's Tool Lending Library where you can borrow. Uh, members can borrow a sewing machine. Some libraries have sewing machines in their library of things it's very interesting to see how they're more available now and when we think of sewing we think of all the costs involved not just the machine which you you know i just said you can borrow but supplies and fabric and velcro or buttons you have a great place where you get all of that stuff I do. Um, I volunteer at
1: a not-for-profit in Albany called Upstitch. And uh, Upstitch takes in crafting supplies, yarn, notions, fabric, ribbon, pretty much everything. It's uh, a small collection of things. It's one of those places where you, it's catch as catch can, but boy, when you find a good buy, you jump on it at upstitch.
0: And not just the the fabric, but also the thread, thread for like a quarter uh, spool. It's just an amazing, amazing nonprofit on New Scotland Avenue in Albany. And then you you have an upcoming mending day on the Happy Collective on Lark Street. The mending day is like repair cafe, but it's just for sewing. It's kind of a service to the community. I, I will be
1: there for three hours. If there are things where I actually have to put money into the project, uh, I, I will be charging a small fee for say zippers or 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 things like that that I might have to use.
0: One thing I would suggest to listeners if you do plan to come to the mending cafe is wash the clothing ahead of time if possible. I offered to help somebody with repairs on something and she gave it to me and it was sweaty and dirty and it's like, I don't want to touch it. So uh you you'll you'll be there, you'll at the happy collective at 197 Lark Street on March 2nd from 2 to 5. Uh, Do people have to register in advance or anything? No, they don't. Okay. And then you said that you hope to offer sewing classes in the future. Yes. We currently, with Upstitch, sent out
1: a survey asking people what types of classes they would like. So we're trying to cater to uh, what is needed or necessary in the community. I do get asked every single time I work at Upstitch for sewing lessons. (laughs) So, and I also do private lessons if if anybody would be interested. And
0: that's, I would do
1: those at the Happy Collective also,
0: so. Okay, and- Uh, Some contact information. How can people find out more about you and more about where you'll be doing these repair cafes and things?
1: Well, Usually, I advertise things that I do on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I know that both a Happy Collective and Upstitch are both very active on both of those. I also, I mean, I do have a business. So if people wanted to get a hold of me, my email is LAD, my initials, 357-
0: at gmail.com. So that is Lynn DiMaria. She's yes. a sewist. She is a community supporter to share her love of sewing, um, to, to promote sustainability, to promote individual crafting and creative expression. Lynn, thank you so much for talking with the listeners of Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate
1: it.